Hi, I'm Councillor Holly Cairns, and this is Inside the Chamber, my podcast about being a public representative and how decisions are made in local government. In this first episode, I talk about how I became engaged in politics, the election, getting elected, and my first impressions of Cork County Council. Holly, tell me, why did you want to become a councillor? It's difficult to pinpoint, I think, the moment I became engaged in politics. I remember in 2009 presidential election, I was living and working in Waterford, and I remember thinking that the injustice of the way the LGBT community were treated in Ireland was the biggest problem from where I was. So I canvassed for David Norris because I thought he would be the president most likely to change that. And around that time, became interested in watching politics on TV and stuff, interested in how it worked, how people got elected. But I wasn't ever interested in going for an election myself or anything like that. Then I was living and working abroad in Malta. The referendum for marriage equality was coming up and I knew I wanted to be home. I knew I wanted to come back to West Cork and work in my family farm and business. So I left Malta much earlier than what was convenient in order to vote yes, essentially, and do what I could to get other people to vote yes. And so you came home to vote? Yeah. <laughs> After that, it's a classic case of mobilised by repeal. So when that referendum came around, there was an amazing group of people locally who came out morning, noon and night to canvas. It was, I suppose, really inspirational. It was a bit like the equality campaign. You could really see that if you want to affect change, you actually can by getting involved and by knocking on doors, by talking to people, asking people to vote. And that was really inspirational, I suppose. It was really good to know that. Some of the women who I was canvassing with who were out in every canvas were members of the Social Democrats, one woman, Pamela in particular. And she asked a few of us would we consider joining. And I just thought... I don't think I'd join a political party. You know, it's not really. I think a lot of people feel like that. I, I, You know, I'm not political or I don't want to be. And then I really thought about it and I really looked into the party. And I have to say, from that age of about 19 in Waterford, observing politics in Ireland, I was always really inspired by Catherine Murphy and her corruption-exposing activities and realising that she was one of the leaders of the Social Democrats, along with Roisin Shorthall, who's done just stellar work on health. I thought... They actually are a really good party and I can see what can happen when you become engaged. I can see how effective it can be. So if you find a party that aligns with your beliefs, that's actually the most effective way to do something about the things that you think need to be changed, essentially. So so I joined the party and... Things escalated quickly. Things escalated very quickly <laughs> from there. So, I mean, the ref- we had um, a really small branch. I think we went from uh, two members to five suppose it just seemed like the obvious next step we needed to put someone forward the other members of the party who probably would have been much better had more sense and I ended up being the person to go <laughs> forward so that's that's how that happened what was it like to go through your first election and then um that uh tense count uh, understatement of the year yeah um the election was it's a fantastic experience you're never going to regret going for an election I don't think as long as you take out the fear of losing or whatever you know that's of course when I first announced that I'd be standing I was literally laughed at as somebody who's didn't have a big party machine to support me in an election I didn't have voters you know that would vote for the party I don't attend funerals for votes there's loads of different things and there were times where it was really disheartening being laughed at is difficult Um, (laughs) but on the whole it was really enjoyable and the more I knocked on doors and talked to people, the more encouraging it was because there is a big appetite for change out there. And I think there is a presumption that in rural Ireland we're conservative by default just because mm. we live in a rural area. And that's not true. It's also 
a bit insulting. And if there's one thing I learned from any canvas I've been involved in is that, of course, we're able to engage in meaningful debate and understand facts down here in rural Ireland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so on the whole, I really enjoyed the campaign. It was great to to get a feel for that appetite for change that you kind of know instinctively it's there, mm. but also you kind of have to engage in breaking down barriers. So there is that feeling that even, you know, we want change, but we continue to vote for the same thing. And we've mm. always done that in Ireland, but it's because we have such a unique political landscape. You can't compare us to any other country, particularly in Europe. Uh, instead of having um, a strong left and a strong right and them going against each other, we've had two pretty much identical parties in the fight for elections. And when you think about it like that, when it's based on civil war politics, we've always inherited our vote. So what we want and what we're asking for doesn't necessarily correlate with our vote. So to try and talk about that is, I think, a really effective thing to do. I think most people in Ireland are social democrats. They just haven't realised it yet because Mm. there's never been an option. But we're a young party and... You know, in that election, we did get 19 councillors, so coming up fast. I remember we turned up at the count in Clonakilty on the first morning and, you know, I googled how to tally. You know, and I had my friends, family, campaign teams, and we were, you know, ready with our clipboards to try and tally. And the, the, the feeling was very much kind of a get out of the way. You don't have a hope kind of a thing. And it was probably the highlight of the whole election. The first box that they opened in Clonakilty that day was the Bally de Hob one and we topped the poll. So from there, it was really close. It was neck on neck. In the first count, we came third in first preference votes, which was amazing. Such an honour. I still can't believe that. And then as the transfers went on, it became really close. And at the final count in Clonakilty, I was down one vote for the final seat. So at that point we knew like a little bit before that final count came in that we'd have to call a recount that if it was anywhere in the 20 vote region we'd be calling one and uh, the really experienced tallyers knew that that was coming so we were slightly prepared but like maybe maybe that's an exaggeration um so we called a recount and it was very much step by step we didn't know people always ask me like was it really stressful were you really panicked i didn't have time to think about that so i was thinking what do we do next you know what what do I do? <laughs> How do I manage this? And then uh, that was the obvious thing to do. And from there on, we were up in County Hall for the recounts. There was a very different atmosphere, I suppose, in County Hall. It, it felt much more serious and less people getting the bumps in the corner and stuff every time someone got in. And the first recount happened. A SWAT team of Social Democrats came down. Roisin Shortle, one of our co-leaders, came down to support us as well. After the, the first recount, the second count, I suppose, we were up one vote then the other candidate called another recount, understandably. That's one vote. We did it. <laughs> so on the second day of the recount, and we came out one on top again, at which point the other candidates, the other candidate had a chance to scrutinise particular votes that his team of counters had spotted during the many counts. So we sat, uh, we had two representatives each with us and... Cork County Council staff and legal staff. We scrutinised a number of votes. It's, it's that At that point in the count, it's a bit of a blur. It was the first time I remember it. Obviously the most crucial part of the whole thing and the most important part of the count, the final part. But it was the first time I sat still for a few days, so I actually started to get really tired <laughs> and had to um, request a toilet break in order to not fall asleep in front of the media whilst we were scrutinising the votes. And 
when we went out, Finbar very graciously came up and said congratulations to me. Um, he was a real gentleman and it was almost anticlimax when we got in. I mean, it was amazing. It was a big build up. But at that point, it happened really quickly then all of a sudden. And we came out from behind the barrier and the returning officer got up and read out the four candidates for the Bantry area. And my name was the last one. And that was it. <laughs> Suddenly it was all over. <laughs> it could have gone on for a month. It felt like it had gone on for so long at that point. You got elected. So what was it like for you, your first day as a councillor? There was a short break I think between the count and the first day in the chamber and I found this quite interesting how the chamber works and I presume it's the same in every council is one or other party of the two main parties have the majority and when you have the majority in the chamber you reap lots of benefits from that like you get to to have the mayor for the five years you get to because it's a vote we vote on those things so Mm -hmm. if you have a majority you get chairs of different committees and strategic policy committees a really important part of it which I wouldn't have known until I experienced it is that between the election and the first day in the chamber the two big parties are trying to rally the support of all of the independents and the Greens, Labour, Sinn Féin, myself whoever they can to try and make their party have the majority and it's kind of like a horse trading that goes on. I was fascinated you know I was like this is so interesting so I haggled hard with both and got some good offers, you know. Um, Fianna Gael offered me a year as mayor. But I decided that, you know, nobody elected me to go into a grouping with Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael. So I refused both their offers and I refused to vote for, for either parties on any of those fronts. But it was a great insight to see how that worked before we even arrived there. I mean, then on the first day, that's when that happens, you elect the mayor. I kind of observed for the first while, I suppose, so how it all worked. So what happens is Fina Fáil sit on one side of the room, they're to my right, and Fina Gaylor to my left. And then in the middle row, I sit with all of those other independents and small party candidates. The room voted, and despite, okay, so Fina Gael in Cork County Council have 20 councillors, Fina Fáil have 18. But Fina Fáil got support from the majority of independents and Labour, so... They have the majority and that day we elected a Fianna Fáil mayor. Next year it will be an independent. That was what they offered that independent, I suppose, to support there. That's how it works. And I thought that was really interesting because, I mean, when you think of an election like the one that we all just went through, you have to earn your seat. You ask for votes. And the fact that we all arrived there that day to elect a mayor was a foregone conclusion. We didn't get a chance to meet the candidates, find out what they stood for. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, even from day one, it was eye-opening. So so few people know that that's how it works. I didn't know that, and I have an interest in local government. So what I've been trying to do since getting in is to to explain that to people, because I think it's really important to know. I think transparency is important. I wish I had more insight into how it all worked. And I wonder why we don't. Why don't we talk about that being ludicrous? Like, why is that seen as normal in the chamber? I don't, I still don't understand. You talked there about the chamber and the elected councillors, but how are you getting to understand how the council, which is bigger than just the chamber, how, how does it work? I'm still getting to grips with how the council works. I suppose on first impressions, the staff are amazing. They're so helpful, you know, really approachable. They give really good advice, I think, especially to new members. And that's, I mean, the best start you can get. The kind of the, the bread and butter of council meetings is four. There's loads of other ones as well policy groups all that that sort of thing 
but there's four meetings a month, two of which are the full council, the chamber we just spoke about, and the other two of which are more localised. So on the first Monday of every month, we have a meeting where the councillors from the Bantry electoral area and the Skibreen and Clannacilty electoral area meet with our area managers and area engineers and other relevant staff could be in housing, in transport, in roads, sorry. And we just discuss issues at a more local level. I feel a lot of work gets done in those meetings, a lot of decisions get made. And then on the third Monday of every month, that same group of councillors meet, but with the Bandon and Kinsale councillors as well. You know, there's kind of different levels of it and there's different... I suppose you, you have to learn and feel your way through it. And my sense of it at the moment is that Perhaps every councillor takes a different approach. I don't think there's a hard and fast rule for how you do it. I suppose your job essentially is to make representations on behalf of your community. So if somebody comes to you with a problem or concern, that you make a representation on their behalf to the relevant department, or sometimes you might have to think outside the box a bit more than that and um, translate it into a motion at Municipal District, Western Division or full council and try and do what you can to, to best represent your community. Okay, so you've mentioned the path from becoming a councillor, going through your election, the current first day as a councillor. Would you recommend it to someone else running? I absolutely would recommend it. I think, for one, the difference between complaining about something and not feeling like you have any power to do anything about it, and now complaining about something and then turning it into an action and trying to actually affect positive change is a really nice one. I would recommend it to anybody who's interested, absolutely. Please follow me on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The opening music is used courtesy of Claire Layton under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike 4.0 International Licence.